We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Heads up, everybody. You got some new neighbors on the block, and we've got plenty to talk about. From the COVID quarantine to our favorite brews of the week, from any sports action we can think of, all the way to the Tiger King. We've got it all this week. So come on up the driveway, grab a lawn chair, crack open your favorite cold one, and join us on this, the first ever episode of Garage Beers. to this the first inaugural episode of the garage Pierce podcast we are so excited to be joining you right now i am michael keefe and alongside me my two amazing partners in this venture my co-host over here chad meyer what's going on chad hi buddy how are you i'm good man i you know i, I your dedication is something amazing because it's what 30 degrees outside right now Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's my favorite place to drink beers is the garage. So I, I figured what better way yeah. to do a, a podcast than from my garage. Oh, uh, and it. it's also I don't want to wake anybody up in the house. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not even worried about it. We yeah. gave my two year old we gave my two year old to my mom for the night so I can be oh. as loud as I want. If you hear a slapping sound, it's my wife coming down the stairs and, and telling me to shut up. Well, thank God. Thank God you finished that sentence because I was going to, I was going to say what you gave your two-year-old Benadryl. You gave your two-year-old like, uh, <laughs> no, like <it> was. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Oh God. Okay. I'm not right. supposed to say that. And we're in public. Sorry. Hey, you know, uh, so we got Cleveland covered. Chad's over there on the East side. I'm over here on the West side, Chad. It's what? 30 degrees out right now. And yeah, you are but I'm cozy up and uh, I got stuff to warm me up. So, <laughs> oh, well, we're going to get to that in a yeah. minute. And from way down south in Nashville, Tennessee, we got our boy Joey Whalen, who is uh, going to be joining us on the show, going to be producing for us, and he's going to be kind of a jack of all trades for us. What's going on, Joey? How's it going, guys? How's Nashville? It's uh, quiet. <laughs> is it? Yeah. First Nashville. of all, not, not 30 degrees. How are things going? Well, my bedroom's okay, I guess, this week. It's fine, yeah. Well, bedroom beers. <laughs> I've moved from the dining room table to the couch about five different times today and uh, went to the bathroom once. So That's yeah. called quarantine exercise. Right, right. I like what you got going there. So, right. well, Ed, these you live three in an gentlemen. apartment or a house, Joey? Apartment. <laughs> you live in an apartment? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, so is like the living room considered the other side of the tracks? <laughs> Are you taking a hike? It's as far as I'm going to get in this place. 
Yeah. <laughs> I broke a sweat. Yeah. I got to go play more video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, myself and these two gentlemen, Chad and Joey, will be bringing you this podcast every week where we will be talking about current events. We'll be talking about sports. We'll be focusing on a lot of Cleveland sports, but I think we're going to hit outside of that as well. Talk about what's going on around the country, around the world, uh, in the world of sports. Uh, but before we do that every week, uh, one of the first things and the most important things that we're going to get into, this podcast is called the Garage Beers Podcast. Wait, hold on. So we're all sitting around enjoying some of our favorite beverages, our beers of the week. So our first thing we're going to do is get into our beers of the week where we're going to tell you what we're drinking uh, and give you a little description and uh, maybe you can go try it and you guys can share some of your favorite beers of the week with us. So let's start off with Joey down there in Nashville. Joey, what's your beer of the week this week? So we're going to be bringing you some uh, Nashville's finest uh, for the first couple of weeks here. Uh, we right. have uh, the Thunder and American Pale Ale from Jackalope Brewery. Uh, Jackalope was one of the first breweries I've tried uh, since being in Nashville. Uh, it's really smooth. Uh, one of my favorites for sure. Um, and they have the coolest looking cans on them. Well, eventually, yeah. well, you know what? Check out our social media page because we're going to be our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We're going to be posting up pictures of our favorite brews. So if you're out and about and you're looking for them, you'll know what to look for. So Joey with the taste of Nashville, I don't know if you can get that up here in the Cleveland area, but I'm sure I'm sure you might have some listeners down there in the Nashville area as well, Joey. So uh, they appreciate your feedback. I'll deliver. <laughs> Chad, what do you got in the garage tonight? Yeah. Yeah. When you're not quarantining in Nashville, it's probably <laughs> a terrible time down there, huh? It's, it's just, it's not it's good. A little, no little different vibe down here. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, me uh, out here in the garage in honor of WrestleMania week. Uh, we hope I am drinking. Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. And that is from what? El Segundo Brewery. It's in Southern California. I mean, and, and up until about a month ago, this stuff was only available in Southern California. What? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. What? I was, um, I was searching for it high and low. I heard it was supposed to be available at like the end of February, early March, but I didn't find it till like the middle of March. So I'm just going up to my state liquor store and this guy goes, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> and he took my number Stone down. Cold himself? He took my number down. Four hours later, I get a call and he's like, Chad, I got that beer for you up here. I go, ah, yes. yes. Oh, wait, no, actually I said, oh, hell yeah. Yes. So that's what I'm Chad drinking. Chad 316 said, I'm going to have a couple of these and be drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a delicious <laughs> brew. I'm not a huge IPA fan, but um, I, I like a little bit more well-balanced IPAs. And this is definitely one of the more well-balanced IPAs out there. It's not too bitter. It's not too hoppy. It's got a nice finish. Uh, it's also 7% alcohol. So if I drink enough of these, we're going to have an interesting podcast. I don't so, know what my percentage is, but I think it's higher than that. But 7% is nice. And if we talk long enough, here's the thing. If it, if it wouldn't cost, cause hypothermia out there in your garage, I would say you should grab two of those sons of bitches, oh. smash them together, what, and what do you dump mean? them in your face. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, there's your other one. What do you mean? <laughs> He's got a second. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, mean, so, I figured that would be a good way to end the show, but maybe when it gets warmer out, I can do that. Yeah, I might maybe do that when we are posting videos as well, because that's be, something I think people are going to want to see. should I just be a see. tough guy and, and just do it now? Should I just be dumb, tough, and do it now? We all know how tough you are, Chad. <laughs> One tough guy. 
So for my beer of the week, bit, Mike? Uh, for my beer of the week, I have got, uh, and Chad, I know you've heard about this one before. I've got a, uh, a brewery out of Washington, DC. Uh, it is not local. It is, I don't think you can find it here, but if you have any kind of those beer delivery apps or anything you use, highly recommend blue jacket brewery, or if you're just going to go to DC, it's a quick, easy ride. It's like five hours, Yeah, but you know, maybe six, but it's called blue jacket brewery. Uh, it's an awesome place. It is right near national stadium, right in downtown DC. And the beer that I have tonight is called the caribou sweet stout. Oh. Uh, and it is maybe one of my top five, top six beers that I've ever had in my entire life. It ever? is wow. absolutely incredible. I'll read you the description. It's a sweet stout with peanut butter, vanilla beans, and cocoa nibs. I don't know what nibs are. What's a nib? But this is a nine percenter, and it is absolutely fantastic. So uh, Blue Jacket Brewery, shout out to you. Uh, we'll get a picture up of these beers after the, after the podcast um that we do tonight and uh yeah those are our three beers of the week so cheers boys yeah cheers and let's to you, get buddy. to it let's see a nib hold on a nib is the pointed end <laughs> part of a pen which distributes the ink it's on vanilla, the writing I surface i don't think you have ink in your beer oh maybe i do maybe it's vanilla. did you ever ah, taste wait, here we go shelled and crushed coffee or cocoa beans that's probably what's in there no it's one of those two definitions yeah yeah Oh, you're also missing the real caribou. There's there's real caribou. Bits, bits of real caribou. That is frowned <laughs> upon in this in this country. It, it gives it a meaty finish, a real meaty know. and gamey finish. Yeah, it's something like that. It's not meaty or gamey at all, but I like where you're going with that. Uh, Made from okay. bits of real caribou. <laughs> Speaking of our social media, check us out. Facebook, Twitter, look up look us up on Facebook. It's the Garage Beers Podcast. The Garage Beers Podcast. Look us up on Twitter at the Garage Beers. You can you can add us. You can tell us what beers you want us to try. You can tell us stuff you want us to talk about. Uh, but check us out on social media uh, as well. Uh, and we're you know we're looking forward to interacting with everybody. So without further ado, let's talk about our next subject. Okay, it's time for your weekly coronavirus update. Ooh. Thank you to Chris Franklin for these lyrics. The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. I'll think of you, you selfish prick. Please just stay the fuck at home. From L.A. through to Berlin, from Wuhan through to Rome. There's people dying every day, so stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet, so stay the fuck at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. Woo! <laughs> That's got to be the greatest, one of the greatest songs of all time. 
You know, I appreciated his diction. You know, uh, you know don't Excuse be a selfish his, his Oh, addiction. Got it. Addiction. Got it. No, yeah, not as not as <laughs> new. Joe, down there in Nashville, you know, you got Music City down there in Nashville. Has that become pretty much all anybody's talking about is that specific song because that's spectacular. You know, that's <laughs> honestly the first I've heard of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're writing some songs uh, pretty similar to that one there. Yeah, well, make sure that they're using that diction. Yeah. Right? Is that right, Craig? <laughs> so you Good can chat. understand <laughs> when people are being a dick <laughs> or a prick. A prick. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, how are you guys, uh, how, are you, how are you making out? How are you making out in your quarantines? <sighs> Honestly, it's, I still have to go to work. Uh, my day job is I'm an operations manager at a moving and storage company. And apparently that business is considered essential. And believe it or not, people are still moving or storing things regardless of <laughs> Wait, what. is that what you do? They huh? move and store things? They move and store things at a moving and storage company. It's weird. Wouldn't have guessed. Would yeah. not have guessed. Uh, but yeah, I, so I'm still out there masking gloves every day. Uh, the only, the only public I actually encounter though, is at the gas stations when I have to fill up the truck. So well, at least yeah, those are in, clean. Yeah. All in all quarantine isn't bad. Isn't bad. I mean, cause so I, I'm still getting out of the house. I feel bad for, uh, you know, people like my wife upstairs who are a hundred percent work from home. She, like she never leaves the house. The only, the only outside time she gets on a daily basis during the week is we might go for a walk after, after she gets off work and that's it. That's it. That's the exciting. only outside time she gets. That is so exciting. Yeah. Right. Joe, you got, you've got some, uh, for all the, all the direction and all the, uh, the announcements and two o'clock wine with the wine time every, every day here in Ohio, you got some, you got some fun stuff going down there in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, we, uh, it's, it's definitely interesting. One, I'm still fortunate to still be working, but working from home is definitely a bit of an adjustment. I take about seven to 12 walks for my dog, uh, throughout the day. So I make sure to spend no more than five minutes at a time actually working from my desk. <laughs> that's, that's appreciated. Now, what was it, uh, what was it that the governor said down there? Um, you know, coming from the Bible bell where, uh, pretty religious bunch down here, I guess, or at least that's implied. Um, but uh, I think that if we band together, we'll be able to completely pray it away instead of taking proactive measures like oh. shelter in place or shutting down borders. Um, so naturally, we have one of the uh, higher case counts in the country right now, uh, but you can still go uh, pretty much wherever you want. <laughs> well, I, think yeah, just I mean, that's okay because they can just pray it away. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> good here. Logical. We we're, I'm in that boat that you were talking about, Chad. We were just inside all the time because I, I normally travel a lot for my job, but I can't go anywhere because I work in schools and there's no school that's in session uh, right now. So I have nowhere to go. So I'm just in my house all the time. My wife is in my house all the time. And the two-year-old is normally in the house. So yeah, we're having a good time though. Yeah. It's, it's been a funny, it's been a funny change. Because usually I'm on the road a lot when, when, you know, if you listen and hang out with us long enough, you will hear me coming from all over the place uh, in these broadcasts. And uh, uh, yeah, here, uh, just being at home, it's been, it's been kind of nice. My, sure. my kid, my kid wakes up looking at me like, what are you doing here? Uh, yeah, uh, dad, <laughs> aren't we going what? to some warm or, or fun place? Is no. this like a full-time thing? 
<laughs> oh god yeah can you uh can you get back to that hotel you were telling me about wait so you are my real dad <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yet to be proven yet to be proven. <laughs> yeah yeah uh so yeah but it's been nice it's been uh it's been a good bonding experience uh the only thing that uh was my mistake is that i married an interior designer and so quarantine means house projects like ah. today where she decided she wanted to put wallpaper on a ceiling. Oh, you ever <laughs> wallpaper easy. Yeah. Have you ever wallpapered a wall? Yeah. It sucks. Yes. <laughs> Not do it on the ceiling. No, no, thanks. I said, no, I feel thanks. like I'm Michelangelo and I'm doing the Sistine chapel. Right. Right. But so you're yeah, not allowed to take pictures of the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> well, I'm taking all the pictures of my Sistine. This is my Sistine Chapel, and I'm going right. to take all the pictures. Just, just you, you painted two naked mics touching fingertips <laughs> on your ceiling. I didn't do that, but you just gave me an idea. You're welcome. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. That's an amazing idea. You're that's, welcome. Well, yeah. Immediately, the value of my house goes up. Wait, wait. What room was it? Oh, it's my wife's office. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's meant to be. It's meant to be. Yes, it is. Yeah, it sure is. Well, good. I'm glad everybody seems like they're doing all right, staying healthy. It's man, how crazy is this? I mean, you know the thing. The thing is, I don't want to like. It's not that. It's not like I'm even afraid to go out. Like, it's not even like I'm afraid of getting the virus because, you know, in our age range, we have a we have probably the best chance of recovery. It's the fact that I don't want to go out and get it. And then be the asshole that gives it to somebody else. It gives it to somebody who might be in danger, whether it be one of my kids or, 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 or you know, their grandpa or grandma. Like, I don't, I don't want to be that asshole to give it to them. So it's just like, right. it's kind of a weird, like, limbo phase as far as our age range goes. But for everybody else, yeah, it's, it's scary, man. Well, and I like, I, I, I like how somebody, somebody I saw on Twitter somewhere um, said, and I love how they put it. They said, okay, maybe you don't feel in our age range. Uh, maybe you don't feel like it's that threatening to you, but if I gave you a bag of a hundred Skittles and told you, go ahead and enjoy these Skittles, but watch out because one of them will kill you. Right. Would you eat the Skittles? Right. I right. know. I'm not eating those. I'm not eating those Skittles no. and I love Skittles. Are right. they wild berry? Um, no, I just like regular Skittles. And that's not you, Joey. I love the wild berry all day. Oh, man. All day on the wild oh, I'm not picky when it comes to Skittles, though, man. I'll, except for the sour Fair. ones. I can't. I, it's just, it's not, mm. no, I don't do Oh, sour. they just puck a yup. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's kind of common sense stuff. And I think as it goes on, we've uh, legitimately, the only places that I have been would be to my in-law's house, mm -hmm. to my mom's place. Okay. To Target to the grocery store and to Lowe's. Those are the five places I have been. Man. And I have not been anywhere else. So yeah, right. I'm trying to do my part here. Yeah. Yeah. Same and here. I agree I mean, with we, that. We don't even, do you go in or do you just do pickup orders? Uh, we go in, but I'll tell you yeah. what, it was a, a little bit of a harrowing experience this week. Uh, we went to target a couple days ago and I would say it has felt a little bit like business as usual uh, recently, but okay. we went in this week at a time where it normally would be busy at target. And it wasn't, it was like a ghost town. Uh, yeah. and yeah. that was, that to me was like, uh, maybe it's time to, maybe it's time to crank this thing up even further. And right. yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. It's what a time we live in right now. Right. Honestly, you got, we've never seen anything like this. No. Right. I mean, no, we've seen scary stuff. We've seen yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. Like I remember we've never been confined to our homes before. 
No, I remember that. The I know a lot of people are using like nine eleven as a crazy thing because yeah, we've never been through anything like that ever, and we still have never been through anything like that since. Right. But but I do remember the paranoia when there was Y two K. Oh yeah, do you remember yeah, yeah. that? Uh-huh. Like oh my god, the banks. Remember the clocks? Down. The clocks yeah. can't do it, and we're gonna lose our we're gonna lose our power grid. This, this is it, man. The robots are taking over. Some idiot. So yeah, like some uh, Randy Quaid type dude made that up, and everybody ran with it. And people. Hello, boys. I'm back. <laughs> I remember when the clock hit midnight, and everybody was just like. All right. Lights are still on. Dick Clark was doing something. I don't know. He was nervous. I, I was at a New Year's Eve party and my, um, <laughs> my buddy all of a sudden disappeared and he, he turned off the fuse box in the house as soon <laughs> as soon as it hits here. <laughs> oh no. So he do people out, freak out? People, everybody in the house is freaking out, but I saw him go back there. I figured he was playing something, but yeah, he shut the, uh, all of, the entire fuse box off and everyone went out. We're like, are you kidding me? Real funny guy. I don't yeah. know what 2000 is going to be like. Real funny. Yeah. What uh, an asshole. <laughs> practical jokers. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, yeah, there's just, there's just nothing ever like this. And it no. is, it's old already. Like I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm done yeah. with it. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm done being inside because I believe in all this. And I think we should be listening to what people are. T- well, I think we should listen to what like doctors and scientists tell us. So mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Uh, maybe not governors of Tennessee or, other high-ranking yeah officials but I mean, um uh well just yeah, pray i don't just know pray, i just want to like i just want to like go to a brewery and like yeah. sit there and have a beer. like uh, I, I love garage beers but i want like a brewery beer every once in a while well uh, yeah you can order it okay go well, shopping I know, for but it i Mike. can't sit there i can't <laughs> sit there and enjoy it yeah let alone sit there and enjoy it and watch like a sports program right what? right like, like, give me, I just want to sit in a brewery, have a beer, maybe some beer battered onion rings mm. and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a burger. What's your dip of choice for your onion rings? Onion rings. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not partial to food. I have some, what some doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. <laughs> uh, I mean, honey mustard, sweet and sour sauce, uh, barbecue. I'll be right back. Uh, Honey, huh? Make me some food, <laughs> ma. Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, and go figure. Speaking of sports, go figure that the three of us would start a podcast uh, that's going to focus on things like beer and current events, but also a lot of sports. Yeah, impeccable uh, timing. We have great timing on our part. <laughs> impeccable. Let's. You know what? You know what we should do while there's no sports. What's that? We should start a sports podcast. No, oh, good, good idea, good idea. We did Let's that. Let's do that. We did that. We're doing yeah. that. Yeah, look at. I mean, as we, as by this inaugural episode. Well, I think I think uh, I'm glad I'm glad things seem to be, you know, it's a crazy world, but everybody's okay, you know, around yeah. here. Everybody's okay in the podcast, and hopefully, all your listeners are all right, and your families are okay, and uh, we can get past this and get back into normal life. But man, uh, this will be something we are talking about forever yeah but the last thing i want to say about, about it that. is um you know there's i mean you have netflix a lot of people have netflix have you see the pandemic yeah uh oh. there, 
there's a show on there called Pandemic. That they just released, right? That they just released. And I guess, I guess the infectious disease doctor or whoever it is that was featured in that, um, in that, in that uh, 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 pandemic, in that oh, show, yeah. yep. I, I guess he came out and his group who figured out a cure for SARS already claims that they have a cure for the coronavirus. And it's not, really? it's, it's not supposed to be available till September after all the testing, they said, but they claim to already have a cure for the coronavirus. So hmm. I, I don't know, it, it, you know, supposedly this thing from what, from everybody, the, everything that keeps saying it's, we might not be allowed back out until July or August, uh, but it also might be a two-year process. That's what I've heard. So I, I don't know. It's just going to be crazy to, to, to see what comes. But uh, hey, that's, that's, whatever it is, I just want everybody to be safe and be healthy. You know, as the song says, stay the fuck at home. <laughs> what I'm grateful for during this coronavirus quarantine where we have no sports, I'm grateful for nights like tonight where we're sitting here recording this podcast and on my television is game seven of the 2016 NBA finals, uh, which I think, uh, well, I think we should, I think we should just kind of live podcast this. Are we winning? This is what, just what we should talk about. So yeah, here, uh, here in game seven of the NBA finals right now, we're in the, uh, I think we're still in the first quarter. They just took the thing. I was looking at it. But they just played. They just played Game Five right before this, when yeah. LeBron and Kyrie both scored forty-one. Uh, you think we're going to win? I'm. I'm nervous. Where were you? <laughs> All right. So here's a fun. Here's a fun thing. Where were you two, Chad and Joey? Where were you? June was it nineteenth? June. Why would I forget that? June nineteenth of twenty sixteen, when the Cavaliers won the NBA Finals. Oof. I was at home, living in uh, Brentwood, Tennessee, at the time. I'm pretty sure that's the last time I ever cried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was it really the first wasn't time like too. the most exciting watch party. Obviously, there's not a uh, ridiculous amount of Cavs fans uh, here in Nashville. But uh, how do you live in this place? I know, right? For those of you who don't know, I grew up in Cleveland for uh, my entire life. Moved down to Nashville when I was 18, so I'm a Cleveland sports fan through and through. Um, but me, my roommate, uh, who's from Hinkley, Ohio. We were watching on the couch and uh, I just remember the game ending and like literally just like not knowing where I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like I've been rooting for losing teams for so long and, you know, we've had, you know, a, a good Brown season in the past 10 years before that and like a couple good Indian seasons, but, uh, and of course a Brown was there, but um, yeah, to get those news and to watch that uh, just, oh man, incredible. I was actually down at the queue, which is now right mortgage field house. Right. Uh, working the game seven watch party. Uh, I was, that must've been awesome. Oh, it, it was incredible. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I was working in the control room. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I have, you know, I've been down at Ro what is now rocket mortgage field house for now. This is going to be my 11th year working for the in arena entertainment show. Uh, it what was called QTV. So What's I'm working in there, and when I realized when LeBron made that free throw to go up 93 to 89, <sighs> and, and I, 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 and then when uh, we gave that foul to Steph, I, I believe it was no, we gave the foul to Steph, and there was only six seconds left to go. Yeah, and and I realized I said, just don't foul, just don't foul anybody beyond the three point line. Right. 
I, I blurted out in the control room. Just, just, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't control myself. I went, Holy fuck. They're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everybody went, show it. Sorry. I looked over at, you know, <laughs> my, uh, duet operator. Her name was Corey. And she's just this tiny little thing. And I said, Corey. And she said, yeah. And I said, I'm going to have to hug you <laughs> after all of this is over. I, I, I know like this is not optional. Yeah. I said, I said, I know you don't like uh, people in your personal space a lot, but I'm going to have to hug something and you're the closest thing to me. So <laughs> just be prepared. And she, she actually thanked me. <laughs> she actually I like it. me. Well, yeah, for the preparation, I would have thanked yeah, you goes, too. Thank you. And I just, when it, when it was over, I jumped up, we jumped up together. I, I, I lifted her up. We, uh, everybody in the, that control room was going, nuts. I only imagine what it was like out in, in the bowl with yeah. that, with that thing packed to the gills with people. But, um, yeah, that, that was where I was for game seven. What about you, Mike? Yeah. So I was on a cruise ship Oh. in the middle of the Caribbean. Okay. Uh, uh, a couple days before, my amazing wife surprised me with tickets to game six. Oh. So we went to game six, had oh. an awesome time. It was, that is one of the best sporting events I have ever been to in my entire life. That place was absolutely going crazy and the Cavs dominated the whole game. And remember Steph got thrown out because he threw his mouthpiece and all that stuff. And it was awesome. Yeah. My company that I work for took us on a trip uh, that we left the next day, flew down to Miami and went on a cruise. So June 19th, I was supposed to be in like the, it was like the fancy captain's dinner. I don't know. I've never been on a cruise. That was okay. my first and only one I've ever been on. Okay. And we were supposed to be at that, but we went ahead and skipped out on that. And on the back of the cruise ship, there's like a theater with big screens while they were playing game seven on the big screens. And there were, ah. there were a ton of people back there uh, to watch the game. And, and I just remember Kyrie hitting the shot. And then I remember the defense when, uh, when Steph missed the shot and they got the rebound and Kyrie ran down the court like an idiot, even though I loved him, uh, like just out of control, somehow gets the ball back. Uh, they run that play, and when LeBron got fouled and hit that free throw, I just the waterworks came. I'm with you, Joey. I just tears were just streaming down my face because he hit that free throw. They're up four. Again, you never know with the stupid Warriors because it, I feel like Steph's going to pull up from half court and they're going to count it for six points and we're going to lose. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they get that stop, and I am just an absolute wreck. And I just I distinctly remember looking up, and they were like. I don't know, 17 people from all over the place that were on this cruise that were just standing around looking at me like, is this guy serious? <laughs> What's wrong with this guy right now? And I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I've waited. You, you, you shouldn't. Yeah. You think about everybody like Joe, I'm sure you thought about your dad in that moment. I thought about my mom, who's a huge sports fan. I'm sure you thought about the people that grandparents and all that stuff that never saw you know, or that it, it's been forever since there was a championship. I thought about everything in that time and it just brought everything out and it was amazing. You know, <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say it's like, um, when they played the defenses and when you thought Steph was going to get fouled and they were going to, or like Steph was going to shoot it from half court and they were going to count it from six points. 
the <laughs> the Cleveland fan in me when I said don't foul, don't foul, don't foul. The Cleveland fan in me said Steph is going to shoot up from three, and then and then we're going to foul him. That's because that's just the way it went for Cleveland yeah. sports. But you know what? That I- I- event alone switched the mindset, I think, of a lot of Cleveland fans because all of a sudden, you know, because following that year, you know, the following that year, the Browns were starting to get good. The Browns were, were, were starting to turn things around. The Indians almost. I'm sorry, weren't the Browns we, like? We almost, huh? Weren't the Browns like, oh, and 100? Oh, not, not that time. one. Not that year. I'm sorry. Cut <laughs> that part out there. Uh, well, oh, you it, mean it, Hugh Jackson years? Yeah, those were good. Sorry. It switched good the days. mindset. It switched the mindset uh, because the Indians almost pulled off a World Series win in the same year. It's been it, it was it was what fifty two years, right? Oh, that's still that. Uh, it that's... was fifty two years up to that point that we hadn't won a championship. So we were going to go nuts for one championship. This city would have burned down if we would have won two championships in the same freaking year. And and just and just yeah the. Uh... I just yeah. went from thinking about the calf championship to the Jason Kipnis foul ball. <laughs> and I just, when he hit I that, just, I was like, it's gone. Yeah. Oh. Immediately. Everybody thought that. And then I was like, Oh, it went, it went, it went, it went foul halfway down right. the line. He didn't even hit it that hard. Great. I feel like that Rajai Davis home run, which oh. by the way, I'll never forget that home run, even though it tied the game. Right. I feel like that Rajai Davis home run was the first time in in all the home games in that world series where you could tell it was an Indians home game because there was so yeah. many yeah. Cubs fans in that stadium. I'll tell you what though. I, I, I think if, if there was a basketball hoop sitting next to me when he hit that home run, I think I probably, if it was 12 feet, I probably could have dunked on it. <laughs> I jumped so high off the couch I was sitting on yeah. when that went out. And it's just a shame because that moment I wish that moment because it legitimately is one of the great moments, certainly in Cleveland sports history is that home right. run, right? One of the great moments in history. And it just feels like it should be associated with the win. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, unfortunately that little thing in the back of my head, every time I see a highlight, I'm like, Oh my God, it's amazing. And yeah. you can still feel how loud that place was and how crazy it was going. But then in the back of my head, I'm watching him run around the run around the bases going, ah, they lost. <laughs> yeah, rain delay. Damn, Jason yeah. Kidd's foul balls. You know, it's one hell of a moment when if Joe Buck gets emotional. Joe, right. Joe Buck actually showed emotion in that time. I mean, I know he's supposed to be neutral, but, you know, but it, it, up well, until that point, I was like, this could be it could be the greatest <laughs> moment in sports history, and Joe Buck would be like, well. That happened. Unless he's talking about Kyle Schwarber. Oh, what a phenomenal player Kyle Schwarber is. Oh, listen. Kyle Schwarber, Schwarber. Uh, listen, I mean, he, 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 was, he, he was a pope. Uh, he was in an acapella group. I mean, what can't this guy do? Yeah, right. Oh, I believe it. Well, yeah. this, uh, the whole thing all just makes me even sadder knowing that we've got the corona quarantine going down. Joey and I were supposed to be at opening day last Thursday. Uh-huh. Uh, he was coming up from Nashville. We were going, we've been, to, uh, I don't know how many opening days in a row now. That would have been 16 for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, should we recap all the action from opening day? Actually 16 years ago. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. The action of opening day was I didn't leave my house and it was like oh, 65 oh, degrees outside. <laughs> uh, it was hard. It was, that was hard. Yeah. Oh, I could imagine. We should be watching the Indians right now. Although have you guys been watching? Have you been watching the Indians? Uh, I think their Facebook and Twitter, uh, they're doing like the MLB, the show 
and Jim Rosenhaus is is uh, putting a voice track to it and broadcasting it like it's like it's actually happening. <laughs> I haven't watched it. No, I, oh. they added a, they added a hammy call into one of them. That was nice because it's it not the same so without good. a hammy call. He needs we need the hammy call. I'm I'm going through hammy withdrawals. I think I want to make them like my ringtone going forward. Oh, what? Hammy. Oh, hammy call. Yeah. <laughs> Just your phone's ringing and somebody like. Well, I, I was going to say you're in the office, but that remember those <laughs> days? Remember offices? Do you guys remember offices? <laughs> what are those? Yeah. yeah. And pre- soon enough, if this thing lasts any longer, it's going to be like, do you guys remember, you know, places? <laughs> uh, remember going out and seeing people and doing things? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back in the we used day. We bars back in my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in our it's going like, I mean, so to be like Demolition Man, like, oh, the three seashells. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to see Mad Max riding down the road here any day. But, yeah, we should be going to Tribe Games. We should be watching those. But I do like how the Indians are putting that up. It just feels it feels nice. And I don't know. Do you think – what do you guys think? Are we going to see – when do you think – are we going to see baseball? And if we do, when are we going to see it? I don't know, man. I, I just I, – that's the thing. It's just so – hard to predict right now because it just, it changes on a daily basis. I, and I don't know. I don't know if we're going to play the entire season. I mean, I know they just agreed on a full service year, but it, it, does that mean we play 72 games starting in July if this thing is over or, or, you know, or do we, do they even bother playing the season at all? Or, or I I don't know. It's just, it is, it's just, I, I would love nothing more than to say yes, but I have no idea. I, I honestly don't. I hope, I certainly hope, but who knows? Who knows at this point? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like a beaten man over here. Like I want to say, I'm like, I'm like the eternal optimist. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working <laughs> on my, my beaten man look. Uh, I'm like the eternal optimist about everything. And this is just, it's just wearing me down because it's just, I just, I can't a summer without the Indians. What are we doing here? Yeah. And I yeah. just gotten to that point. Chad and I did a little test run for this a couple weeks back and I was still mad because I just, this whole Lindor thing is infuriating to me because they have the money to sign him and they just won't do it. And, uh, and I, I, I've been down, but I've just getting to that point where I was starting to go, well, all right. I mean, you got, you got Bieber and Clevenger and you got, you know, those young, that young pitching staff and, you know, maybe Jose is going to bounce back a little bit. And I love Fran Mill Reyes and Lindor's still here. And I just started talking myself right into, you know what? I think, I think everybody's downplaying the Indians. I think they're ready to make some noise this year. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, but they're not going to, cause they're not going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing you got to watch out for is, is this year of service time, no matter whether they play or not, <laughs> is that going to go against Lindor's r- remaining time here? Uh, because it can't, you know, if they still get two more years with him, you know, great. But I mean, granted, I think they should trade Lindor now, but, uh, I don't know if this is going to count again. That's going to be another interesting thing to see is I don't know if this is going to count against his, you know, if this is going to count as his arbitration year, I, I hopefully, hopefully it doesn't. They have to stall that out. They've got, they have to, I mean, yeah. just, I mean, I guess the players will fight against that. So we'll see, but sure. Get Lodi on the phone. Where's Matt Lodi? (laughs) We need to know what's going on. 
Yeah. Our friend Matt Lodi. We'll probably we'll probably talk to him every once in a while on the podcast. I'm sure he'll be tuning in. So that'll sure, be fun. Sure. But but yeah, it's uh it's a lonely world right now without baseball. That uh, uh especially all winter long. I'm sitting here going, why are we playing baseball on March twenty-sixth in the city of Cleveland? What are right. they doing? And then opening day rolls around and it's 65 degrees. So it would have been literally the nicest day of an opening day. I think I've ever seen. And no, Corona. I don't know. You've been COVIDed. (laughs) Or COVIDed. You got COVIDed. That's the thing. You can, you never can tell what what the weather's going to be like in Cleveland. You never can predict it, but that's why it's, um, you know, a reduction in games wouldn't bug me much like 162 to 140. Like, do you really need 162? You can deal with 140, right? Well, that's what I said. I said, I said the COVID's going to mess around and fix baseball. Yeah, because they do play too many games. It's too much. You don't need to start in March, right? And you don't need to end in November. Like it's, it's not even. It, I think there's such a small amount of cities that that actually makes a ton of money for. Mm-hmm. A small amount of franchises that it actually makes a ton of money for. Yeah, that I think in most franchises in Major League Baseball, that the longer season is not equaling a ton more money, and and with the operating cost of the games, it's too much. The players get hurt. The players get broken down faster. Uh, And by the end of it, by the end of the regular season, we're like, can we please just get on with the playoffs? It's just too long. Right. Go back to that 144 game season. If baseball really wanted to start, you know, the cold weather market teams uh, at home, honestly, without having to move them, they should play those games at the spring training facilities. Uh, Why not? I mean, I'd go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, why not? You guys up for opening day in Goodyear next year? Yeah, done. Absolutely. Okay, done, Mike. Tell me in. Yeah. I might start driving. Oh, okay, I can't know. COVID. <laughs> well, no, you can drive. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I thought you had to have papers. <laughs> you have to have papers to show you're essential. <laughs> I got my papers. <laughs> yeah. Well, the real question is going to be, uh, you know, optimistically, we're probably going to start in June because, or I'm sorry, July, because you're probably going to have to do some type of spring training exhibition month uh, to get everyone back in shape, get everything organized. Um, when they finish this season, is that going to be like an asterisk for whoever wins that championship? Hell is there no. going to be a deserved World Series title for whoever yes. wins it? I mean, there's still not an asterisk on the uh, 2017 World Series. <laughs> Somebody bang a trash can. <laughs> I think we'll get oh, Sorry, Chad. Sorry. No, that's okay. The reason Chad, you know, Chad's a closeted Astros fan. No, not closeted. I'm way out. I'm way out of the closet being a fan of them. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, hello, <laughs> Astros fan here. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, there should be an asterisk on the 2017. You know, I, I defended those guys oh, saying, God, are, we gonna, wait, it, wait, uh, "Are we going to talk? Are we going to talk about this right now?" I don't want to make you emotional. Oh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not emotional. No, not anymore. At least, you know, when it first came out, I, I basically kind of, def- kind of defended them. You know, I wasn't, I, I don't think cheating is right at all, but you know, I said, you know, it, everybody cheats in baseball. Everybody does. It's the, it, this baseball is a game that was built on cheating. It's been happening ever since the game was invented. Baseball has a long history of also picking and choosing when they enforce these rules. This was, you know, so this doesn't surprise me. And what's but what shocked me was how elaborate this system oh, was crazy. that they had going on. And the fact that they were not remorseful at all in their supposed uh, apology press conference, 
it, it kind of made me say, you know, to hell with these guys. Like I'm not, I'll never not be an Astros fan, but I will never, I, I will never have respect for this group of players again, because you guys cheated the system. You got caught, own up to it. Just like uh, the guys who got caught with steroids, own up to it, take your punishment, take your licks and then move on. And you know, uh, that that's where I was came out on that. Well, in between, between the actual actions of what they did and then the atrocious uh, press conferences by the players afterwards. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, I think, I think if anybody is not mad about the delay, at least the delay of this season, if not, um, uh, a cancellation altogether. It's got to be the Astros, right? They've got to be pumped about the not the coronavirus, obviously, but this delay because they were getting that spring training. They're getting beaned every game. They're getting started off by getting hit, and the fans were just absolutely brutal. To, yeah. to I mean, it, eventually, even the toughest mentally people are going to crack at some point, and yeah, and sure. you could almost see it happening in spring training to them a little bit. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I figured if I was um, if I was an Astros player, I, I I almost wanted to play this season to play this season out because I would rather just you know because you had to expect that it was going to come the entire season. So I would just I would have just rather played the season, take my licks, and then it would ease up as years as years came the years moved on. You know I, what I mean? I, like, I don't think season. it's going to be as uh, predominant once the league starts back up. Honestly, right. I think people are going to kind of like forget about it. Right. And, like, no one like deserves like that type of verbal abuse, no matter what you've done. But uh, since the league didn't punish, I think the rest of the league uh, wouldn't have minded um, some extensive heckling for this year. So I think that's kind of a, a loss to the fans everywhere in the league. For them. I was ready. I was ready. And I'm not a heckler, but I was, I was gonna, I was going to be loud. What were you going to say? I had some master. I wasn't going to chant. I didn't have a plan. Well, I mean, you should. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I'll write some notes. Maybe I'll take some notes. Take some notes. <laughs> Be like Sir, the sign guy. Pocket. Oh, these are my notes. These are my heckle notes. <laughs> Let me into the stadium. I've got some heckling to do. Katie, Patrick, leave me alone. I have some heckling notes to make, okay? It's a heckling Patrick, chart. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> unless I'm heckling the Astros. And then right, let's right. get into this. I, listen, I've got a full spreadsheet here. I'm figuring out which heckles I can say, which heckles I won't get kicked out of, kicked out of the stadium yeah. for. Well, so the Indians, uh, you know, we can just sit and hope and wait and, I don't know, watch Instagram videos of whatever they're doing. The Browns, the Browns keep giving us content. So yeah. I appreciate them between free agency and then and then uh, the, the flipping uniforms the the commotion that's going on with the uniforms right now on social media specifically on twitter is just it's where i'm living i'm loving it we've got 42 dudes named i don't know todd that are drawn up these atrocious i was gonna say chad because chad is such a perfect name for this but oh thanks thanks uh you're a chad and i didn't want to do that to you oh did you just did you just prick me? Prick. <laughs> oh, how dare you? Uh, we, uh, the, the people that release the like uniform mock-ups and they're like, I got this from a source from oh, the God. house that Bill Cower was going to buy in Strongsville. Right. Uh, and I think these are going to be the Browns uniforms. Like, Oh my goodness. And then the draft hat came out this week and people flipped out about that. Uh, 
if there's one thing the Browns are good for, man, it is content in a contentless period. Yeah. And, and they just oh, God, keep yeah. giving. They just keep giving. People want the brownie elf so bad somewhere yeah. on the uniforms. Just somewhere on the uniforms. <laughs> right it on doesn't the matter ass. where. It doesn't matter where. They could put it on the cup. They could put the brownie elf on the cup, like in the crotch area, and they'd be like, oh, see? I told you they were going to do the elf. But it, it, <laughs> I, 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 it. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to most of the mock-ups, but from what I've ever, almost any argument I've ever seen about the Browns is you either put that bulldog or pit bull face, you know, Turner and Hooch. Right. I call it the Hooch face. <laughs> the you hooch put the Hooch face that means something different. somewhere on the uniform or the brownie elf. And that's it. They don't want, they don't want the plain brown and orange anymore. It's just, it's just, Oh, just give me this elf or this dog. One of the two. So I was going to ask you, what are your, cause I'm, I, I have a little bit of a different take, like right. The, uh, the Rams just released their new uniforms uh-huh. or at least their new color scheme. I don't know if they showed the uniforms or not, uh, but I liked it, but I, it's, it's tradition that when a team does any kind of rebrand or uh, change in color or whatever, that just, you have to hate it. You have to make fun of it. You have to hate it. I, I really like what the Rams did. I'm, I'm like kind of traditional, but kind of not. So where do you guys fall on that with the Browns uniforms? Like, do you feel like, just go back to like the old school uniforms and leave them as they were, or are you, where do you fall on that? Do you want to see something like completely different? Are you talking about like the older orange and brown or the newer orange and brown? Well, like not, not the ones they just had or wait, the wait, the old orange or the new orange, like the orangey orange or like the less orange orange. <laughs> I mean, to me, what are we not, talking here? I know. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's not, to me, there's not like a huge substantial change in the uniforms personally. I would like to have just like a crazy alternate uniform. I think every team kind of needs that. Um, I know it always, it always comes up the uh, what's the gray, like the gunmetal gray always comes up in these conversations. Like the Browns should have like a, an Oklahoma state gunmetal gray God, uniform. Man, I think it'd be cool. They did like kind of what the Buckeyes do with that, like black and like red. They did like a black and orange or something, just like a little different. Like the Bengals. That's Oklahoma State too. <laughs> Can we just be Oklahoma State? Yeah, we should. <laughs> Brandon Whedon went there. Yeah. Oh God. He was like 38 when he graduated. So did Justin Gilbert. Oh, who? Yeah, he's out of football now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Picking, was he eighth? I think or sixth? Sixth yeah. pick in the draft. Way up there. Yeah, he's good. He was real good. He was real good. Um, me as far as the uniforms go, I'm uh. For the most part, I'm a traditionalist. I mean, I didn't mind the new uniforms when they came out. I, I'm, but I'm in a, but I'm, I'm more for like, I'm more for tweaking, you know, like, yeah. I'm, like I'm a traditionalist, but if you, I, I'm not opposed to tweaks of the uniforms, sure. but it just, I don't, I don't do well with a big changes a lot. Like I don't like, you know, I look at the uniforms and I'm like, what, this isn't what I'm used to. I fear and, change. Yeah. And, um, so I'm all for tweaks. Uh, but you know, for the most part, I'm a traditionalist, but I don't know if it looks good enough. I'm okay with it. Like I can get used to it, but you know, that's my, that's my, that's my scorching hot take. Here's the craziest hot take. I, I read on Twitter this week regarding Brown's uniform concepts. They released the draft hat. Uh, the draft is in Vegas. And so the, the mock-up of the draft hat is supposed to look like a neon light Brownie the elf on the front and then neon light Browns on the side. And I see somebody on Twitter say, Oh, typical Browns. They put a Brownie 
with blackface on the hat. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a black hat. <laughs> it, it has to have a background. It, I don't, it's a neon light on a, on a black hat. People are so... What are we doing? <sighs> it's, it's the quarantine making us crazy. Or was this crazy around before that? And I just wasn't on Twitter 17 hours a day. You know, yeah, you just weren't on Twitter 17 hours a day. I feel, I feel like people need to be offended about something nowadays. I, I'm not like... Well, this is I, deeper. I, I, this is deep. I, well, I'm considered... I consider... I mean, I don't... I hate politics. I don't get into beliefs and, and political beliefs <laughs> because it's like... It's right. just... It, it brings out the worst in people. Right. But I try to keep an open mind uh, uh, about things and I consider myself to be pretty liberal, but... Man, oh man, when I hear things like that, it's just like, let's not get too crazy. Like, what, what, like, it, it, it's clearly, you know, like you said, it's clearly a black hat. Like, people have to try to blow it up into something that it's not. And it, it's just, it's the sensitivity of the society that we live in today that, it, that bugs me. It's probably the, that's probably the most conservative part about me is the sensitivity of society today. It's just don't get so easily offended. That's all. That's yeah. all. <laughs> hey, quick, uh, quick cab scoring update. Uh, halftime, Golden State leads 49 to 42, and things are not looking good for the Cavs. I'm getting a bit nervous here in uh, game seven. So God, hopefully J.R. Smith can come back. Hopefully they can wear their T-shirts. The second half. They can wear their T-shirts out of the tunnel and come back in this game. Yeah, I, I just, you know, the Browns, uh, I'm, I know building the Browns is back. My buddy Jeff, uh, is, uh, one of the videographers for the team. And I love that series that they do. He works real hard on that. So yeah. I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if the Browns uniform release isn't part of building the Browns. It's gotta be coming soon, right? I mean, there's sure. nothing else going on. So give us something. Sure. The schedule is supposed to be come out May 9th. Yeah. So, May 9th ish. So they've got that. And then they've got moves. They they're, they're just making moves out there. I mean, uh, I know it's been a while, but uh, between Hooper and uh, and Conklin and uh, who did they sign yesterday? Adrian Claiborne. Adrian Claiborne. I like yeah. Adrian Claiborne. I, I, that's you know it doesn't. I like what I like what they've done with like especially the defensive stuff. Not everything has to be big, flashy, top paid people. What we we've, we've seen it. No, the lack of depth on the team. Like you can have a star, but if they go down for six games. And you got trash behind them. Uh, you know, look at look at what happens when Miles Garrett swings helmets. Miles yep. Garrett's gone for the season. You got nothing behind him of any value, and and it, it's just it's just a lost position out there. So guys like Adrian Claiborne, just solid. I, I think they've added some good solid depth players uh, on the defense, and then some top level some top level talent on the offense. So you know. Thank goodness for the Browns in the quarantine, giving us a little, little something to talk about at least, right? Adrian Claiborne, fourth highest pass rush win rate in the NFL last year. Right. Fourth highest. And, you know, people were, people were really worried when Andrew Barry came back as GM that he was going to Sashi Brown the hell out of this thing. <laughs> and, and, and he hasn't. He hasn't. He's, he's made – he said he was going to be aggressive, and he has. He's made smart decisions. Like, you know, I, I, they were good signings. I wouldn't call anything. I wouldn't call anything a splash. I mean, uh, Austin right. Hooper. Yeah. He's a good yeah. player. He's a really good player, but he fits Stefanski's system in, in, in a two tight end set. Um, Jack Conklin, you know, the biggest, the, the, the biggest problems on offense last year was the two tackles on the offensive line. So you have an all pro 
at right tackle now. Now you just have to fix the left tackle spot. Uh, you made some moves on the defensive line with Claiborne and then Andrew Billings in the middle. So that just adds depth to that defensive line, something we were missing, like you said last year. Massive depth, um, yeah. Yeah, we signed the two safeties in Carl Joseph and um, Sendejo, Sendejo uh, from yeah. the Vikings. So I, I just think that they're – and the thing is they're all on short-term deals because with – the uh, with the new you know collective bar no the new uh, salary cap just blowing up here in the next three years I don't think guys are really into signing mo- longer than you know right. two three year deals but these are guys in the, you know who are 25 26 still something to prove they're looking for their second contract and uh, yeah I, these are good smart signings for this football team I, I'm I'm really impressed with what Andrew Barry's done well and I think I think the key. I think one of the keys to building a good team, you, you're not going to have pro bowlers at every position. No. And so I've seen a couple people say, oh, well, this signing, he's, he's good, but he's not great. He's good, but right. good, but not great is like a massive upgrade for the Browns in a lot of places. Right. Good, but not great is good. We right. want that. You can't all right. be great. So, right. so well, I think they've had that. a lot of those good, but maybe not great, but good signings that is going to result in if we have an NFL season is going to result in improved play out on the field. I mean, like there's an an improved results. Yeah. Those are the kinds of things that get you over that hump is, is good role players, solid depth guys that when, you know, miles Garrett or Olivier Vernon needs a, needs a blow, they go in, you know, Adrian Claiborne goes in and puts pressure on the quarterback or Andrew Billings goes in and, and makes a move on the defensive line and stops the run. You, you need, those depth guys, those depth guys, uh, to be able to, uh, to be able to get you over that hump. So yeah, again, I, I, I hope we have an NFL season and yeah. if we do, I'm really excited to see what happens. Well, you know, luckily, luckily we've got things like ESPN that right now the Cavs, that was the quickest halftime of all time, by the way, we're, we're back out. Oh uh, gosh, Cavs really? trying to come back. They're down 54, 46, but JR is about to go on. A, uh, I feel like JR is about to go on a run is what I should say. Like I'm not a, okay. I'm not a future teller. I can't tell the future, but I feel like JR is about to go up. Oh, see, you just hit a three 54, 49. So ESPN, I do like, they've been playing some good quality uh, uh, old school stuff. We got WrestleMania coming up that we can talk about <laughs> because they're going to, for some reason, do it. So we're going to be able to have WrestleMania talk. Where are they doing that? They're, so a they're doing it at the performance center. I think they already recorded it. It's gonna be really hard to wrestle people six feet apart. <laughs> yeah, they blow uh, on have each other. Ever seen? Have you ever seen Darth Vader? Did you, if you got, if you guys look up, um, I don't know if you've watched AEW at all yet, Mike. Yes, I have. But uh, have you heard of Joey Janela? Hold on, I'm pouring my next beer. That's a Bud Light. It's not. What? It's a Jackie. It's of, just a mystic moment. Wait, wait, lift that glass back up. That is a lot of head. See, people don't know this. I, and I'm a bit of a beer snob and I'm, I'm sorry to do this, but the proper way to pour a beer is with a ton of head. See, I, I haven't heard a ton of head. I've heard some head is good. I haven't heard a ton of head. I'm sure that's what you've heard. That is what I've heard. <laughs> no, you're supposed to, for a, obviously when you go to bars, they don't pour it that way because they want to pour beers fast. Right. But uh, the proper way to pour a beer is just to pour it straight into the straight into the glass, let the head rise, and as it comes back down, it releases the aromas of the beer. And it oh, actually, okay. if you do that, it'll give it a totally different taste than what you're used to. 
See what I was see what I was told was it uh, head releases the CO two that way you can drink more beers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you're not as full at the end. It just releases the CO two out of the beer, and you can that drink like one or two more college beers advice right there. What's the good that? news sounds like some college advice right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I actually learned that at Bush Gardens in the in the in the beer. I don't know some beer tour at Bush Gardens. That's what I learned. <laughs> just a beer tour, and then you went on some rides. Uh, well, new, new beers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, the fun thing about the quarantine is, um, I told my wife this, uh, Monday, I did not have any alcoholic beverages for like the first time in the quarantine. And Tuesday I woke up with like a hangover. (laughs) My body was like, I'm missing something here. Like you didn't give me something yesterday and I'm missing it. I don't, is that a problem? No. 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 You guys are just good friends. You guys yeah. are good friends. Yeah. Drinking you know? beers, especially in the garage, is never a problem. Garage beers? Yeah. Hence yeah. the name. Hence the name. Well, I had to pour my next beer because uh, as much fun as it's been talking about virtual Indians and uh, four years ago cabs and uh, it's been four years. Good grief. Current Browns. And, and uh, current Browns, and they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna keep giving us stuff to talk about. So that's exciting, and I'm excited to see where the uh, virtual Indians are this time next week. Yeah, we're gonna get on to our. I had to pour a beer because I needed another beer for this next draft at the end of this final, month. Don't forget draft. Our final. Se- oh yeah, we got the draft coming, but we got our final segment, and we've been excited about it all week, uh, getting ready to record this. Uh, but we would be remiss if we let the inaugural garage beers pass by without the Tiger King segment. Oh my God. I can't wait. Tell all the hunters to lay down there. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. Let them run the jungle. Let them roam their land. Then stand back and marvel. What a beautiful cat. Cause I saw a tiger. And that's the Why? second time I've cried in the past four years. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that song? Why? Why is that not terrible? It, it strikes a chord with you, doesn't it? It just tugs at uh, your heartstrings. How is he not? Yeah. Why? What? Who is <laughs> actually singing that? <laughs> it's it's dubbed. It's got to be auto tuned. Well, I mean, Joe, you're an audio engineer. Why does that sound good? I don't know. Why is that a good song? <laughs> I think uh, the singing definitely hides the meth usage as well. So it's kind of oh, yeah. just like, <laughs> it's, it's a medical anomaly as far as I'm concerned. That guy will survive coronavirus. Absolutely. Oh, no doubt. God. Have God. we checked to see if he started the coronavirus? Yeah. Uh, he's patient zero. Well, I don't know. Has he ever been to China? You never know. He, he probably bought tigers from there. I heard, I heard he did a two-week stint in Wuhan. <laughs> he was touring. 
<laughs> trying to grab he has four out. husbands in Wuhan. So yeah, let's talk about Joe Exotic. Good freaking God. Carol, uh, what's her last name? Carol Baskin. 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 Carol Baskin, Baskin. Robbins. Uh, Doc Antle and crew. That, we all watch Tiger King, right? Meaning nine wives. Yeah, I've watched it. Joe, you it, watched listen, it? Oh yeah. Listen, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, either because, I don't know, you don't have time, you're busy, you don't have Netflix. Who doesn't have Netflix? Uh, or if you're one of those people, and I can be like this sometimes, if you're one of those people who's like, oh, everybody's watching this, I'm not going to watch it, right? I've seen a bunch of those online like, I'm not watching Tiger King like it's this badge of honor because you don't want to watch something that everybody else is talking about and it's weird to me. Yeah. Uh, go, please, just go watch Tiger King and it will change your life because you will, you will, I don't know about you guys, but like, I am so freaking normal. Oh God, yeah. And I am oh, so yeah. grateful for it. You thought you were, I, I, yeah, it, it's, I've always said if we were normal, what fun would we be? Uh, but even I thought this was like the biggest train wreck of human beings I've ever watched in my life. And it's all of them. It's, it's not just yeah, it, it's all of them. It's not just Joe exotic. It's not Carol Baskins. It's, it's her husband. It's his husband's it's docs uh, and docs wives. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because you're, you're trying to watch it and you're like okay so where's who's like the good guy in this like the first couple yeah. episodes i'm like who's like the protagonist here and it's like oh no like they all suck the yeah. poor, there was one good guy there's one good guy it's the maybe carol's first husband might have been a good guy we don't know though because yeah, right. he wanted to get out of there so he might have been <laughs> what's the i saw a meme right. today and it was just a picture of tony the tiger and it just said <laughs> Carol's first husband. He's great. Uh, uh, the, the one good guy in the entire show was uh, uh, the the campaign manager, the guy that worked at Walmart. Oh yeah. And then yeah. and then Joe Exotic was just like, "Hey, I want you to be my campaign manager." I'm like, All right. I mean, I work at Walmart. That's fine. The one who watched Travis shoot himself. Uh, oh man, that was hard. That was hard to watch. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, okay. So for the first right, episode focus. and Everybody a half, take a breath. for the first episode and a half, it's just all set up. And I'm like, what's, what's, what's the big deal? Everybody's going nuts about this. And then they went, oh, so Doc Antle has nine wives and Joe has two or three husbands. And Go I'm on. Like, oh, oh, I'm intrigued. Now I'm listening. Yeah, oh, Doc Antle only pays us a hundred dollars a day and we live in mud huts until we sleep with them. <laughs> Sounds luxurious. <laughs> what? What? What a scheme! Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> mud huts. Yeah, they they live in mud huts. The end of the second episode is like, is is all about is is the polygamy. Then in the third one, by the way, that bitch Carol Baskin killed her husband. Okay, yeah, <laughs> anybody yeah. who thinks differently is just yeah. is just lying. Yeah, you you wrong. <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, we're going to go back to Matt Lodi today. Cause I saw him say it on Twitter or I saw him say it today. He started it today. And he said, he said, I'm starting this and I'm wondering, I'm wondering by the time I'm three or four episodes in how many people I'm just going to hate. And I said, my man, it is not going to take that long. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't going to take that long because <laughs> there's going to be some stuff that happens. <laughs> and Matt, I hate everybody. Okay. It is just, 
it is just you i just don't even i cannot comprehend that there was a a place in this country in like our advanced civilization where that happens <laughs> like and 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 i don't know my least favorite was carol and it I don't even know that it was because of her murdered first husband because he didn't have much of a character arc in this and I didn't know who he was. No, sure didn't. Uh, my, the reason I hated Carol so much was she's on this rampage to stop these people from doing something that none of them should be doing. Right. And then they cut to Carol's zoo where right. she has tigers caged up and she's not paying her employees. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and, but people you're doing the same thing. Yeah, but P and people are paying to get in to look at these cats. Yeah, right. Like, what are we doing here? She's like, it's a sanctuary. Yeah, it's no. a sanctuary where the cats like <laughs> stick their head in like a two by two box to be able to get their food. Like these cages, like the tigers looked like they lived more free with Joe Exotic. Right. <laughs> like. <laughs> when they built Joe, Joe started as a pretty good guy, right? They his zoo. Whether, right. Uh, Whatever you have to say about the treatment of the animals, his zoo, he was hiring, he was hiring like ex-cons, people that couldn't get jobs other places. He was like giving them a place to work. He was paying them, like he was treating them respectably at first. So it was like, ah, oh, this guy's not bad. Like uh, right. maybe nobody should be harboring like a thousand tigers, right. but he's not bad. Then the uh, polygamy came. <laughs> then the oh polygamy came. Lord. And right. then it just got it got so weird right so off the deep end that's the thing every with everything that came you were like this 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 can't possibly get worse <laughs> like this can't possibly get worse but then after the polygamy it's like oh carol baskin killed her husband and fed it to the fed him to the tigers okay uh, the sardine oil comment we gotta go to sardine oil <laughs> listen if they wanted to kill joe exotic with a tiger they wouldn't put cologne on his shoes they no. put sardine oil on his shoes. That really gets him going. <laughs> oh, really, Carol? Oh, really? Is that what gets him going? But you <laughs> didn't feed your first husband to one, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that well, that's that's the whole uh, uh, key to finding Don Lewis is go smell his <laughs> shoes. <laughs> you got to try to locate his shoes to smell the sardine oil. Christ on the cross, Helen <laughs> or Carol, whatever your name is, Carol on the cross. <laughs> man it, it just it, it and then it kind of gets sad in places well, yeah well yeah okay yeah so that's the thing like Travis killing himself you, yeah you know what Cr play stupid games get stupid prizes don't put a gun to your head oh fair i mean yes <laughs> but, but then what's even hold on because the craziest i like uh, it's like one thing after the next and my right. you can my you can hear it my mind is all right. over the place because then they have Travis's funeral <laughs> and there's Travis's mom and his family and there's Joe Exotic singing a song so maybe this is Joe Exotic singing cuz yeah he was just singing away <laughs> and then he gives the eulogy and starts talking about Travis's balls his beautiful <laughs> balls He'd be like, he could make you so mad, but then he'd just whip those beautiful balls out and put them right in your face. Your face. <laughs> what? And there's Travis's mom, like, I know. Yep, that's my boy. That's my boy. 
It's my boy with his beautiful balls. Where, who, where, what would possess you in like a normal life to just eulogize somebody's balls? Bags of meth. <laughs> Bags of meth. You nailed it. You nailed it. Bags of meth, which also, another twist to that story, turns out Travis and John Finley, his both of his husbands, were straight. <laughs> were sleeping with the women on the compound. John Finley got the one woman pregnant, and then they were like, ah, Joe, thanks for the truck and the guns. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm having a listen, baby. Listen, if sometimes you got to just get with a man for a bag of meth. That's what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. A bag of meth? I love pink camo. <laughs> oh, God. speaking of John, is that not the worst tattoo cover-up that you've ever seen? Like, oh, yeah, it didn't cover anything up. <laughs> the property of Joe Exotic and just get the bull head where you can still see, like, the lettering coming out of the side <laughs> of the head. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, God, it just and, – and there are so many parts that you want to talk about, and, and then you forget parts. <laughs> Joe Exotic received 19% of the vote. To be the governor of Oklahoma. <laughs> 19% of Oklahoma voted for Joe Ex Like, you know he was what? Passing out I condoms <laughs> with his. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are these people? Who the fuck is this guy? Like, he just comes up to me at the county fair and gives me one of those. I'm like, well, got my vote. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Joe Exotic, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, uh, you're again, you're it, screwed if you don't vote for me. <laughs> if you have not watched it and now he's asking for a pardon. Yeah. And I feel like if anybody, <laughs> if anybody was apt to give Joe exotic a pardon, he's in office. So oh, yeah, we'll have to follow that saga. Uh, it might want to come fast, but we'll see. Carol Baskin would be in jail. <laughs> oh God! Oh, that her investigations reopened too. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. But anyways, if you haven't seen it, please, for the love of God, you will you will not regret it because this same conversation will happen with you and your family and friends. Yeah. Because you just can't not. Right. There's, you can't not talk about the Tiger King. It's, I feel it's like so. It's so bad. It's amazing. <laughs> I feel like for next really week's is. episode, we're going to remember things that we didn't talk about this week and have to come back to it. Yeah. Like I, I probably am going to have to watch it again. Right. You should play us out with. I saw a tiger by the way, Joe. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Joe. If you could Joe. <laughs> well, boys, I think we have filled up enough for one podcast. You're right. Uh, this has been a great time. Our inaugural garage beers podcast. If you, if you stuck through it with us till the end, thank you so much for listening. We're going to release it every week uh, and uh, make sure you check us out on social media, our Facebook page, the garage beers podcast, our Twitter feed at the garage beers. Um, and uh, uh, a, a special thank you uh, to our friend, uh, Katie Fetro, who designed our garage beers podcast logo. Uh, so you'll see that up on uh up on our pages we got that designed for us this week so thank you katie that is amazing um we're just really looking forward to continuing this it's been a great time uh anything else you guys need to add before we uh check out of here stay no I, i'm just really excited <laughs> stay home that's not <laughs> so yeah, stay, stay home stay, stay home so we can watch baseball in a couple months please yeah stay the fuck please. at home <laughs> <Bricks>. <laughs> <laughs> but um 
Yeah. Just thank you so much, guys. Uh, I don't know. Like I, this is something I've been wanting to do for years and years and years now. And, you know, Mike and I have been talking about this and the fact that we're able to get this off the ground now, it, it's hopefully, you know, everybody enjoys this and, and we can continue to help this grow. Um, you know, it's obviously it's in its infant stages right now. So we'll be developing. So we'll just be developing the show. You know, if there's any, you know, criticisms that, that you have, anything that you like us to, huh? Send them to Chad. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. If there's anything that you want us to talk about, again, any beers that you want us to drink, uh, you know, be sure to we'll comment. We'll do that. Because we, we want all of, of the feedback because we, again, we want to, you know, like I said, it's in its infant stages, but we want to grow this into something special. So uh, be sure to, you know, download us, you know, every week, you know, it'll be, you know, it'll be available in every major platform. Yeah, please, uh, you know, please, please subscribe. Yeah. And a, a, a special thanks to Joey for coming on board because when Mike and I were testing, we had, we had no idea what the hell we were doing. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we knew how to record. We knew how to, we knew how to, we knew how to get on the computer, call each other and talk to each other, but we had no idea how much legwork was going to go into this. So really Joey, thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to add? I think I'm good. Just happy to be part of this guys. And, uh, Looking forward to continuing this with you all. The yeah. good news is Chad and I still have no idea what the hell we're doing, but we got Joe to help us out. So yeah, yeah. like us, subscribe to us, please. <laughs> and if, uh, if you think you're going to get into this and, uh, and take this journey with us, please uh, tell your friends and uh, have them give us a listen as well. So uh, with that being said, for Joey down there in Nashville and uh, for Chad and I here in Cleveland, uh, this has been the first ever Garage Beers podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Cheers, everybody. Tell all the hunters to lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. Let them run the jungle. Let them roam their land Then stand back and marvel What a beautiful cat Cause I saw a tiger